On today's episode of Trouble with the Snap, Colton and I will be diving into week two, uh, giving some of our picks, some of our predictions for the most notable games of the week before wrapping up with a very spicy and intriguing segment of life advice. It'll be a good one, so let's roll the intro. Nick Saban, and in 2003, the Tigers captured the BCS. Michigan State Dalen West takes in and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable! All right, everybody, welcome back into Trouble with the Snap. Uh, I'm Will, as always, with my colleague, Five Star Scholar, as he likes to call me. So I'll, I'll uh, you know, uh, reiterate that back to you. Uh, Colton, how are we doing today? Pretty good, man. Kind of a long day. Had only about four hours of sleep, I would say, and then the 8 a.m. 11 a.m., and then just some homework, a little workout, more homework, and here we are. Man, that's brutal. Um, yeah, uh, how, how is your 8 a.m. going, by the way? I know it's a bit of an adjustment considering what you had before you added that to your schedule. How's that going so far? The waking up isn't the worst part. The class is a disaster. No one seems to know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I need to figure out how to use my calculator. Actually, after this, there's a lot of buttons there that don't make too much sense. So, yeah, we're uh, we're about two weeks out of the first test, so we have some time to catch up there. But okay, definitely not ideal for eight in the morning. How about yourself? I'm good. Um, you know, I um, I think I mentioned this earlier, but for those that don't know, I am in a paintball class this semester. Um, and so yesterday was our first day to actually play games of paintball. And I, uh, I took a few shots, a few hits on me, uh, most notably on my neck, the tip of my elbow and my right arm or my left arm, excuse me. So at the moment I am nursing those injuries, but other than that, um, my other classes have been solid, just chilling. Um, math is kind of kicking my butt a little bit, but I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. Just like how you figure out your 8am. Don't um, finance dude. It's awful. Yeah, no, it's, um, well, the math I'm in here, it's, it's required for graduation and, um, I don't know, maybe it's just a bad, prof- I don't think it's a bad professor, but I feel like we're just moving way too fast for me to like process anything that's going on. But at the end of the day, you just got to get through it. Um, glad you're playing through the injuries. I am. Yeah. You know, I, uh, it's funny you say that. Cause when I, I sat down in my class after paintball yesterday, a couple people looked at me because I walked in. I, I truth be told, I walked in all kind of sweaty, whatnot. I, I had a change of clothes in my car, so I wasn't too bad, but like I was still just kind of sweating a little bit, and uh, I was a bit out of breath. And they all kind of looked at me and like, dude, like where the hell did you just come from? And I'm like, oh, I came from paintball class. And like, you took paintball? And I'm like, yeah, like you didn't. Yeah, and it was kind of a fun. It was, only, only for the strongest. I know it was kind of a fun. It was kind of a funny moment. So I, uh, at the, I just got a good little chuckle out of that. Should, all right, you want how you play just they should grade you on on how you play like if you don't get out you should get a c so they partially do actually because um 
right before we play games. I take it Tuesday, Thursday, so it's an hour and 15-minute class. So for about the first 20 to 30 minutes of class, um, our teacher, professor, I should say, um, he spends that first 20 to 30 minutes teaching us new skills on how to be like better competitive paintball players. Like the other day we had to learn how to lean out of cover and like shoot at people. And then the day before that we had to learn on like, you know, what certain like objects in the playing field are and like how to use those to our advantage, whatnot, before we finally uh, jump into a game. Um, so he actually does kind of grade us a little bit on like our performance on the paintball field. But of course, as you would imagine, the the bulk of our grade comes from actual assignments. Um, but either way, it's a lot of fun though. I'm really enjoying it. I'm All sure, right. I mean, could be way worse. For sure. All right. You ready to talk week two a little bit? We got quite a few uh, good games on our slate coming up this weekend. Um, what, what jumps out at you? You want to kick this thing off? Yeah, let's start. Early on in the day with a pseudo ACC matchup here with Notre Dame going to Raleigh to play NC State. So NC State struggled a bit there week one. Brendan Armstrong comes in a quarterback from UVA. He's a pretty good player, but they were kind of tugging along with UConn for a while. That game was pretty close. NC State ended up pulling away at the end there. I think this could be a close one, especially being on the road, but I just love what I saw from Notre Dame and that new offense with Sam Hartman, Week Zero, and Marcus Freeman. I expect them to play some good defense there, so I'm going to take the Fighting Irish on the road. Not in a blowout, but I think they'll win fairly convincingly. I totally agree with you. Um, You know, NC State last week, um, UConn played them a lot closer than I was expecting going into that game. And I'm sure that's probably how a lot of people felt around the country, um, considering that the UConn football program has been absolutely nothing of note as, as of recent. No offense to UConn, but it's just the truth. Um, anyways, so I, just like you, absolutely love what I've seen from Sam Hartman at the quarterback position since he stepped in. Obviously, he balled out week uh, week zero against Navy in Ireland, and he continued. He brought that momentum into this past Saturday in week one, and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. So if you got a humming offense like him at the helm, uh, plus a Marcus Freeman defense, I mean, that just seems like a recipe for success. So I got Notre Dame in this in this game by at least two, if not three scores. We also didn't mention UConn had a very funny moment week one where they ran some sort of motion play, and two of their players ran into each other, fumbled the ball, and NC State recovered. So... I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, so good week one moment there, but I think we're in agreement here with the Fighting Irish getting the W. Yeah, for sure. All right, you want to hop into the Utah-Baylor game real quick? Let's do it. So Utah, another week and another week without Cam Rising. It looks like they're going on the road to Waco. And man, does Baylor really need a win here after getting humiliated by Texas State? I just don't see it happening. For the Bears, especially starting quarterback Blake Shapin is out for at least the foreseeable future. Sounds like three to four weeks. And Utah, you know they're going to play good defense there. Van Fillinger there down on the defensive line, rushing the passer. And you know that Utah with Morgan Scalley is always going to have a good defense. I want to see a bit more from their offense. I thought it didn't end up mattering because, as we discussed, Florida was so terrible. But their offense in the second half, Utah really didn't do anything. And so I want to see a bit more from Bryson Barnes in that offense. So regardless, I think Utah wins by double digits. For sure. Um, Especially with Baylor now, um, seeing just exactly what happened last week against Texas State, 
I mean, that's a really tough game to bounce back from, especially since that game was at home for them in Waco. Um, to be kind of embarrassed like that and somewhat humiliated, you know, that game kind of went from under the radar to easily in the national spotlight, I would say, just because of their loss in that game. So they have a pretty tough test, obviously, coming into town with the Utah Utes. And, you know, Utah looked great in their game against Florida last Thursday. And um, as you mentioned, though, they do not have Cam Rising still up to this point, which is a bit of a bummer for the Utes. Um, however, I still think that there's no question as to who wins this game come Saturday. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think Baylor stands a chance, even with the game being at home. I still think Utah wins this game very comfortably. And as far as getting back to the Texas State loss there for Baylor, anytime you lose to a G5 team, it's obviously not good, but it's not like Texas State is a Boise State type or Cincinnati last few years, UTSA, where they've been consistently really good, and it's not too surprising. That was. Texas State's first game with new head coach G.J. Kinney, they oh, they flipped the entire roster and just went in the way going to embarrass them. So I think we're in agreement here. The Bears are going to start 0-2. For sure, unfortunately. Um, let's hop into all right, let's, ju- yeah, let, let's jump into this game. game. Yeah, let's jump into this next big one. This one's actually really jumping out of the page for me. Uh, Nebraska at Colorado Boulder. Uh, Colton, tell me what you're thinking about this one. Two exciting first-year head coaches here, Matt Rule and Deion Sanders. We discussed Colorado's the story of college football right now, and they surprised me a lot. I thought they were going to get annihilated week one. As I said, not to any indictment on Deion Sanders or anything. I just think week one and year one is always going to be tough. They flipped their whole roster, but look, they showed if they have a few dudes like they do in Dylan Edwards, Travis Hunter, Shadur Sanders, that they can really, really make some noise and – like I said, I, I still think the lack of depth could hurt them as the year goes on, but I just don't see how Nebraska is going to be able to score. Their offense was so bad last week, and I don't see it getting that much better. I don't think Jefferson is, is the answer there, quarterback. I expect them to play much better defense in TCU, and I'm curious to see how teams adjust to Colorado, but I'm taking the buffs here by double digits. Okay. Um so as much as I would love to choose Nebraska in this game, just because, you know, I'm a big fan of the of the Huskers and Matt Rule, um, and, you know, it's Dion's first home game as head coach of Colorado. I mean, I feel like this game might might as well almost be over with before it even starts, just because, you know, that place, um, Folsom Field and Boulder is going to be absolutely rocking. And, you know, it's Nebraska. They haven't been great as of late, as we all know. Um, I would love to see Nebraska get over that hump and build some momentum, but I definitely have the Huskers starting out 0-2, especially if Travis Hunter and Shadur Sanders come out firing on all cylinders the way they did last Saturday in Fort Worth. I feel like this game could be over with by halftime um, if Colorado really gets going. However, though, I don't want to discount Nebraska's defense for a second. Um, and, their, and their loss against Minnesota last week, that defense you know, held them in the game for for pretty much the entirety of it until their quarterback made an extremely dumb decision coming down to the wire. Um, but at the end of the day, though, no matter how good Nebraska's defense is, I I just got Sugar Sanders and Travis Hunter going on an absolute tear in this game. And, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm expecting big things out of Dion and his boys this weekend. I will say Boulder's defense is not good, so that's probably putting it nicely. So we'll see. Maybe Nebraska can put up some more points, but 
I don't know. I just don't believe anything with their offense right now. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right, let's move on. This game is also very intriguing. Uh, it was Ole Miss at Tulane. Uh, Colton, what do you think? What do you see here? Yeah, so Tulane coming off conference championship, Cotton Bowl win. They win week one. Michael Pratt still there at quarterback. Ty J. Spears is not. For Ole Miss, had a very good week one showing. Played a bad team, but they did what they had to do with Jackson Dart. They were quarterback. Tez Williams receiver, Quinchin Judkins as well. Um, not Tez Williams. It's the wrong guy. My bad. But, yeah, with Ole Miss, I just – I don't know. I think it's hard unless your team like Cincinnati was under Fickle where you're just going to be able to reload. So I think Ole Miss is going to win by double digits. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means, but – that should be very fun game on the field and fun game off the field. Shout out to Charles Galtney if he ends up making the trip. I'm sure he'll have <laughs> a great time. For sure. Um, yeah, so I, I also have Ole Miss in this game. Um, obviously, the Rebels last week put up over 70 points, I believe. Um, so that's I can't think of a much better start for that offense and Lane Kiffin. Rolling into week two, going to New Orleans, taking on the Green Wave. Um, as we know, though, Tulane, they aren't necessarily no slouch. I mean, they won a, um, a New Year's Six Bowl last year. So, obviously, those boys knew what they were doing last year and obviously won week one. So, they're still feeling pretty dang good about themselves coming into this game pretty high with a uh, major opponent like Ole Miss. But at the end of the day, I do think Ole Miss will be just a little too much to handle for the Green Wave. Um, I don't necessarily have this game in a blowout, but I feel like Ole Miss will probably pull this one off by, I don't know, probably probably 10 points or so. Yeah, I see that. I feel comfortable saying 10. Yeah. And uh, just to correct myself, it was Trey Harris, the Ole Miss receiver, Tez Williams, West for Carolina. So I didn't make the words there. But, yeah, the Ole Miss quarterback situation is pretty interesting too because Jackson Dar's a starter there, a talented guy, but – they brought in Spencer Sanders, who started a lot of games for Oklahoma State. Very up and down, but he started a lot of schools. So I was surprised that he went there anyways. I know they kind of got him involved there a little bit, considering it was a blowout, but he's more of a runner, so I'm curious to see if they have some packages for him or if it's just the dart show. So, yeah, I think we're in agreement here. Ole Miss, not in a blowout, but by double digits. For sure. All right, moving along to our next game, uh, the game I'm at least most excited about this weekend. Um, that would be Adam on the road and Coral Gables playing Miami. Um, if, if you don't mind, Colton, I'll, I'll start us off on this one. Go for it. Um, so this game is very, very interesting. Um, you know, considering what Adam was able to do on the offensive side of the ball last week, you know, putting up 52 points. Um, the defense looked good last week for them as well. You know, they, they held uh, the New Mexico Lobos to under 100 yards on the ground. Um, you know, AM, I feel I feel like um, this entire season is just about having that chip on their shoulder mentality after coming off a five and seven year, which is an extremely disappointment, as we all know. Um, however, Miami and um, Mr. Van Dyke playing quarterback, you know, once he gets hot, that man really gets hot and he gets in a role and he can you know, start opening up that offense more and more for Coach Cristobal and his Hurricanes. Um, so it's a very, very interesting thing. Um, also, Colton, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I want to point out Miami on special teams last year was like top three in the country. It's kind of random. Oh, I didn't but know that. Yeah, they, I think I saw that they were like 
top three, if not, they may even led the entire country in like special teams, like return, like return yards, whatnot. Um, so obviously Miami's got some weapons of their own. No question. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm drinking the maroon Kool-Aid too much, but I ultimately do have AM in this game. Um, it's, it's not going to be blowout by any means. I mean, I could easily see this game uh, with Adam winning by 10 points plus, or I could easily see it coming down to the wire, you know, requiring a game-winning field goal. But ultimately, I do believe that the Aggies will prevail, prevail excuse me, um, down in South Florida. Colton, what do you see in this one? Yeah, I think AM's going to blow them out. I don't know if it'll be – I don't expect a 30-point win, but I think pretty comfortable with 14 to 17, maybe 20-point win. I like Mario Cristobal. I don't think he's the best game day coach, but he's a very good program builder, great recruiter, great O-line coach. Tyler Van Dyke's a solid quarterback. I need to see more from him considering he had a pretty off year last year. I just don't think this is a good matchup for Miami. I don't think they have all the guys yet that they need to compete with the team of AM's talent level. They're at home, but they don't really have a home field advantage. I imagine it'll be a lot of maroon and white there. And... Yeah, I, I just think that AM D line is going to overwhelm Miami. And I think AM is going to be a solid team. I still have questions about them. I don't, I certainly don't think they're going 10 and 2 or anything. And even saying that, I just think they're going to overwhelm Miami there. And it's a big game, though. For Miami, they, when you're early on in the coach's tenure, you want a signature type of win. And I think that Miami pulling this off would be a pretty big win for them. And, a step in the right direction there. I just I just don't see it happening for the U, and I think it'll be the Aggies fairly comfortable. Speaking of Miami and that home field advantage that we just spoke about that doesn't exist, um, I just want to bring up, I, I, I think you and I talked about this before we started recording this episode, but how crazy is it that Miami has to do a buy one, get one free ticket for the AM game? Did you see that? Yeah, that, that is definitely not an ideal business model. Yeah, for sure not. Um, and even then, I can guarantee you, Hard Rock will not be sold out, even with a promotion like that. It never is. No, it's just a pain. It's so far away. Yeah, it's it. It makes no sense. Like it's it's like whatever thirty minutes from campus to the football stadium. UCLA is the same way with the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it it just sucks, but it is what it is. All right, let's jump into your big game of the week, obviously, and I would argue the I would say that this is probably the biggest game the entire week in the country um is texas at bama and you know the horns are going to tuscaloosa colton i know you'll be in tuscaloosa as well um how do you feel about this one i'm pretty excited obviously yeah i'll be in tuscaloosa it should be a great atmosphere the game last year in austin so close leaves a bad taste in your mouth i've been going back and forth on this game it's very interesting these I think Bama has more question marks than Texas does going into this game. And I think if you're Texas, you got to like that Alabama's breaking in two new coordinators there and Kevin Steele and Tommy Reese. Jalen Miro, quarterback for Alabama, former Texas commit, actually. We know he can run the ball really well. He threw some nice deep balls there week one. He overall played pretty well against Middle Tennessee State. I think some of the throws that he made, if they were playing Texas, might have been picked off. And as much as I want to complain about Texas interior O-line, Bama did not run the ball that well either against Middle Tennessee. So a lot of question marks on both sides. From the Texas side, defensively, curious to see how they play Jalen Milrow because 
If you play man, I think UT's corners are better than Bama's receivers. But if you play man, you run the risk of Jalen running all over you. If you play zone, obviously everybody's looking at the quarterback, but then that could lead to some easy short yardage completions for Jalen. And for Texas, I think that they really need to kind of take away Melrose first read and see if he can beat you with his arm. Offensively, I think Texas is going to struggle to run the ball. And this is a big Quinn Ewers game. He's had his inconsistencies. If there's ever a time for him to put it together, it would be now. If I'm Texas, I try and win this game like a typical Big 12 team. I try and RPO Bama to death. And I think it's going to be very low scoring. I think if you tell me Texas scores 30 points right now, I think that they win. I've been really back and forth on this. Ultimately, if this was at home, I would pick Texas. On the road, I just am worried about if UT has a lead, their ability to bleed clock. The O-line has been struggling. We don't know if CJ Baxter starting running back is going to be healthy. And I don't know. I, I need to see more out of Quinn, especially on the deep ball. So I think this game could really go either way. I'm going to roll with the tide in a close one in Tuscaloosa, but I, I, I could really see it going either way. No, I totally can see it that see it just like that as well. Um, in my personal opinion, I think the number one thing that will determine the outcome of this game is, honestly, it, I feel like this entire game is all in the hands of Quinn Ewers. Um, you know, we saw exactly what happened last year when right before his shoulder injury, you know, the dude came out absolutely slinging the football everywhere. He's dropping the, dropping the ball right in the bucket every single time. Um, unfortunately before he hurt his shoulder and we all know what happens after that. Um, so of course I'm, you know, hoping Quinn Ewers can actually stay healthy this year because if he does, that'll give us a lot, you know, a lot, uh, just better game. And I will, will I, I don't want to sound like I'm discrediting last year, but I feel like with him being healthy and Texas being on the road, um, this game will be ten times as ten times more fun um, when he if he stays healthy. So that's what I'm hoping for. But anyways, um, going back to that, I um, man, this is such like a toss up, you know. I mean, I mean, what a great way to like kick off week two of the season. Like, I feel like whoever comes out of this game victorious, like this will tr- this game will truly set the tone for the winner of this going forward. Um, you know, Bama, you were talking about Jalen Milrow. Um, you know, going into last week, everyone was really intrigued to see what would happen just to see if he kind of took that step forward from last year. I mean, I know last year he only had one start and it happened to be against A&M. Um, but, you know, from what I saw and in, in my personal opinion, I thought he actually looked pretty dang good last week. I know he has some things to clean up. Um, but, you know, that dude can certainly beat you with his legs. Um, and he also showed on a few deep balls, he can beat you with his arm on occasion as well. Um, however, though, I completely agree with what you were saying. That was of course against middle Tennessee state and not a much better secondary like that of Texas. So it's very interesting. I, and I'm really curious to see just how he will handle this situation. Um, so as for my pick in this game, it's, it's just so tough, you know, I mean, it, it truly, I see it going either way. Um, but ultimately, I will agree with you on your pick. I have Alabama getting by just by like the skin of their teeth. Um, like it will be, I, I truly think it will be like a nail biter from start to finish. And I truly cannot wait to watch that game. Alabama is dealing with some injuries in the secondary there too. So it's so funny when just these last two years, 
just because Sark being a former Saban assistant and Saban being Saban, there's just you already know what the press conference is going to be like. They're going to have the ultimate respect for one another, and he's a great coach. He's a great coach. We're not going to talk about injuries. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's – I mean, I really do think there's a – like, as a Texas fan, I wish this game was at home because I think there are a lot of things that go in Texas' favor here. And I will say – and this like, – I'm bad at predictions. I'll probably be way off. I think that – if it's going to be, I think if this game's a blowout, it'll be Texas blowing at Alabama. I don't, I think Texas has the ability to blow out Alabama, just how they're built. I don't, I really don't think Bama will have the ability. I mean, they have the ability, but I think if you're telling me that it's a blowout, I think it's Texas that would be blowing them out, but I don't expect that. Obviously, if you're Texas, you want to start hot and you want to make Bama throw the ball, but I'm with you. Milro was undeniably showed improvement last week i look it's just it's it's been one game so exactly and that's the thing with Jalen milrow um you know his biggest game last year came against um a struggling and slumping a&m team who was trying to figure out anything that they possibly could and you know that game still went down to the wire i mean i know it was his first career start at bama but you know Considering just how bad AM was last year, I feel like, you know, Alabama really should have handled business a lot better. However, um, as I was saying, it did, for, at least for the time being, and looking at last week's game, um, it did seem as if Milrow cleaned up a lot of those kind of freshman mistakes and whatnot. Um, he, looked, he looked a little bit more polished, I feel like. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see um, just how he handles his biggest test as a college quarterback to date. Um, and so if he handles it well, of course, I, I have Alabama in this game. But if he doesn't or if he slips up or makes any mistakes, then, you know, I, I'd i look out for Texas, no question, for them to, you know, uh, take this one from the Tide in Tuscaloosa. Big time battle in the trenches here too. I, I think – both, I think Texas has a better D line than Bama's O line, and vice versa. I well, I think Bama's O line is better than Texas right now. But Bama starting a true freshman left tackle there, Caden Proctor. UT actually did the same thing with Kelvin Banks last year. He stonewalled Will Anderson, played really, really well. That's a matchup to watch on the other side. Although UT does not have an edge rusher of the caliber of Will Anderson, but yeah, very excited. Both these teams were pretty vanilla offensively and defensively week one, so. Should be a great matchup, but definitely huge game here. I haven't been on the, I don't know. We didn't make our official playoff predictions, but I think the winner of this game has definite realistic playoff aspirations. I can totally see that. and I totally agree with you. So it should be a great one here. We're still on the same page. Maybe I'm in a tight one, but hope I'm wrong. For sure. All right, hopping into the next game. This is, I mean, week two, and we already got a big in-state rival on Iowa and Iowa State. Um, I just want to say shout-out. Um, former President Trump will be there, and someone made a hilarious joke about it on Twitter saying that him attending this game counts for his indictment prison sentence, so I thought that was actually pretty funny. You know, well, I don't um, steal your thunder here. This game is going to be 52-49 to 49 Hawkeyes. 52-49? to 49. Oh yeah, Are offensive you, explosion. That would be the absolute best case scenario, no question. No, I'm joking. It's going to be nine to six, dude. I I can't wait to like hop on Twitter during this game and see like the tweet from No Context College Football where it shows like the game summary. It's like punt, 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 fumble, like interception. That would be awesome. 
yeah, it'll be hilarious. Oh, you're, field goal. If you're a college football sicko, you you love this game. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes. the Cyhawk, the Cyhawk trophy. Come on, you know. Well, we were talking about games to go to. We should go to, like just to this game one. Like just yeah, fine, let's just we random as 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 major as big a college football fans as we are. Yeah, this one has to be up there on the bucket list. I would say this one's almost up there as high as Michigan Ohio State. I'm gonna argue this is the biggest game of the decade. Of the decade, wow! I was gonna, I was thinking more on the long lines of week two, but of the decade, I, mean, I was, I was gonna say century. Wow, I like it though. I like it. Um. Well, yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna roll with the Hawkeyes here. I don't have to say much. I mean, Iowa State. Honestly, credit to them. I thought they could lose their week one game. Did they play Northern Iowa? Was it? It was some school like that, but. Yeah, it was a it was another Iowa school. I couldn't tell you specifically who it was, but I know it was another in-state but, team, I'm pretty sure. So credit to them for not losing. Iowa, they have to score 25 points. We've been talking about it. They're not going to do it. Iowa is going to win 21-17 to 17 and capture the Cyhawk trophy. I like that prediction. Um, yeah, there's no way in hell, in my opinion, that Iowa scores 25 points. Um, but of course, you know, the, the one thing that's kept Iowa in football games where it feels like forever now has been their defense. That defense is just stacked. They're salty. They just get the job done. Um, what's the, but the under on this game? I could not tell you. I'd have to look, look that up real quick. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I got the Hawkeyes just like you. I got them rolling in there and taking care of business. Um, you know, that's no disrespect to Iowa State whatnot at all the over just, under is 36 and a half and yet i still feel like the under is going to cash i guess i technically have the over right you yeah, do yeah. with with your score prediction um anyways i got iowa man i don't even know if i could give a score prediction on this i'd say like nine six like nine three maybe read it two. that'd be so fun i would love that Holy, yeah that'd be electric um no, I don't think like 9-6. I bet it'll probably be, I don't know, like 17-7, 17-10 maybe. Hawkeyes. Yeah, I realize my score won't work because I was not going to score a touch on every time. So I think I'll make it 17-9. You got to sprinkle in some field goals in there, and you did that no problem with the yeah, 9. we're going to have a lot of field goals. For sure. All right, moving on. We have a little bit. I, get, I wouldn't necessarily say lesser of a game, but we got uh, UTEP rolling into Chicago, playing on Northwestern. Um, if you don't mind, I'll start this one off, Colton. Um, does Northwestern even have a chance in this game, do you feel like? Like, I know it's at home, but, like, my goodness. Dude, I mean, UTEP's bad. So is Northwestern. I know. But, yeah, I know. I mean, you know but, where I'm going. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think I have an idea where you're going. Um. You know, I'm going to take the Miners. I'm going to take UTEP. You know, they had those badass-looking uniforms last week, those throwbacks from, like, the mid-'80s, I think. Um, feeling kind of good about themselves whatnot. And, you know, Northwestern has just been I, – I can't even think of a good word to describe the state of their football program over the past two years or so. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to take UTEP. They're going to shock the world, or more like shock Chicago. Um, but, yeah, I got UTEP over Northwestern. It'll be a close game, of course, but um, I still got UTEP pulling this one out. I'm rolling with the University of Texas, El Paso here. The Miners, we we mentioned it in, was it week zero? Yeah, it was week zero, how 
if UTEP makes a conference championship game anytime in the next five years, I will drive to the Sun Bowl. And we said it, the Miners have a great mascot, great logo. So, yeah, Northwestern in shambles. Give me the Miners. Pick them. For sure. Or whatever. I mean, Axum, pick them, something like that. I mean, Colton, the road to the Sun Bowl starts now. It does. I'm all in. Exactly. All right, sticking to Texas teams, um, Texas State at UTSA. This this could be pretty fun as well. Um, Colson, what do you see in this one? Super exciting game here. Texas State, as I mentioned, was my all-time vibes team from allowing me to walk on the field unannounced. And they go on the road to play UTSA, the Roadrunners. Shout out James Tossick, Toss Bomb. Meet me. Jeff Trailer, yep, meet me. Roadrunners, Jeff Trailer and GJ Kinney actually go way back. And UTSA shocked me that they lost to U of H last week. Texas State shocked me that they beat Baylor last week. So I don't know. I still think Texas State riding a little high year one, as we've said. So UTSA, I think Frank Harris has a bounce back game. They're playing at home in the Alamo Dome. Give me Jeff Trailer, Frank Harris. James Tossig and the Roadrunners. I like that pick. There's no way I could bet against the Roadrunners at a home game in the Alamo Dome like that. Um, you know, Texas State, as you just mentioned, coming off a high, um, major high. I'm not sure they've been that high since ever. Um, coming off that week one win against Baylor and Waco. Huge win, huge upset. They're feeling good about themselves. The boys are rolling down in San Marcos. However, I do think that momentum officially stops in San Antonio. Um, you know, UTSA, as you mentioned, they lost to U of H last week. Um, and you know, that, that wasn't necessarily characteristic of UTSA. That's not what we, I guess, come to, come to, uh, come to expect from them. Excuse me. My brain is fried right now. Um, anyways, um, I definitely got the Roadrunners in this game, especially considering the game is in San Antonio. Um, so once again, shout out to toss bomb, shout out to the boys at UTSA and, uh, meet, meet baby. I also, I'm going to add, I don't think that game is going to be close either. Yeah. I, I don't see it being close at all. I feel like I truly see that momentum for Texas state and that kind of wave of confidence they're riding right now immediately comes to a halt in San Antonio. I like both these teams though. So I do too. This, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. The boys up in San Marcos are a lot of fun. So the square, Maybe they keep it rolling for another week, hop on the river two for four hours. It's always a good time in Texas State. But, yeah, for sure. Red Runners here. All right, Colton. Now we pretty much have the Battle of North Dallas. We have SMU taking on Oklahoma. Um, it's in SMU is going to Norman. Um, Colton, what do you see in this one? Yeah, a future ACC-SEC matchup here. I think – We've said I've had our my questions about Oklahoma. I think SMU is going to be one of the better teams in the group of five. Ultimately, I'm going to roll with the Sooners here. I think it'll be a lot like those Bedlam games. It seems like Bedlam forever was just really high scoring, and then Oklahoma State makes a mistake or OU has a big defensive touchdown, and then they end up – they're kind of just straddling between OU's up by – 14 or 10 points the whole game. And whenever Oklahoma State cuts it, OU jumps back ahead. So that's kind of what I see here. I think, look, SMU, Preston Stone, they're a quarterback. LJ Johnson, actually former 
Texas A&M Aggie there. Shout out, baby. Brock and Jordan Hudson, receiver transfer from TCU. So they have some guys there, and I think SMU will put up points. I think they can make this game close for a little bit, but ultimately I don't think that the Mustangs will get enough stops, so I'm going to roll with the Sooners in a high-scoring game with a lot of fireworks. Most definitely. I, I see that just as well. Um, you know, Oklahoma obviously, obviously on offense looked tremendous last week. Um, you know, they put up, what, 77 points, I believe? Um, 70. It was in the something like that. Yeah, it was in the 70s. It was it was uh considering what happened at the Cotton Bowl last year against Texas to what they looked like last week. I mean, it's a complete night and day difference. Anyways, um yeah, it's OU at home and you know, I I don't ever even no matter who's coaching, whether it's been Bob Stoops, Lincoln Riley or in this case Brent Venables now, um there's just no way I'm going to bet against OU at home, I feel like unless it's Kansas State, then that's a completely different conversation. Um so yeah, I got Oklahoma. I I got them by at least two to three scores in this game. I see that. Uh, yeah. All right. Moving on. This arguably, in my opinion, at least, this is probably gonna be my my most favorite game of the week. Um, we got Oregon traveling to the boys in Lubbock. Uh, this is extremely intriguing. Um, Colton, what you got here, boss? Yeah, I wonder if there's been a game with two political states that are so different to a two areas of the country they're so different yes side note there with the west texas oil bros but yeah i something about this game i I don't know why i feel like tech is gonna bounce back and it doesn't make much sense to me but i don't know it's this is a really tough game here for tech you're looking for a bounce back after that horrific loss to wyoming and yeah, I don't know. Tyler Shuck, you're hoping for a bounce back game and the tech can get tech and start hot again. I don't know. Ultimately, me while for some reason my heart is telling me tech, I think Bo Nix and that Oregon offense is gonna be a little too much for the Red Raiders, but I think this will be a really close and exciting game. That's the thing with week two. Our teams both have very big games we're really excited to go to, but there's so many games I wish I could watch. I know exactly. Um, as for this one, as much as I would like to think it'll be close, I ultimately feel like Bo Nix is going to absolutely boat race Texas Tech out of their own stadium. Um, you know, Tech obviously coming off a, you know, a 17-0 blown lead to Wyoming and an ultimate loss to the Cowboys last week, you know, uh, first game at home, home opener for them. So, you, you know, Lubbock will be rocking, but, um, yeah, I just... I just haven't seen anything, at least out of tech. Uh, I guess at least from last week and what I've kind of been reading about him and hearing about him this week. Um, yeah, I don't think this game will ultimately be all too close. I and mean, I, I have Oregon by at least three scores, if not more. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you wouldn't. Um, Look, all right. I don't even hate Texas Tech. I really don't. But something about Texas Tech, like I know some cool guys at Tech, but I feel like. For some reason, Tech is like, I feel like they automatically think that everyone else thinks that they're better than them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if I thought no, a guy, he would be like, you think you're better than me? Like, you go to UT? You're like, no, I don't care. What? I don't know. They have like, it, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I don't want to get into that. On the shoulder thing. I mean, that's why yeah, I feel like is so great for them. And I guess that's why they can talk and be confident, but. 
I still think they'll be good in the Big 12, but yeah, I think an 0-2 start is looking likely. Yeah, I uh, now that you say that, that actually kind of made me think of something. I uh, I don't want to get into it pretty much at all to, for uh, confidentiality, but um, yeah, no, I totally agree with what you just said. Um, all right, moving on. UCF at Boise State, you know, uh, the Smurf Turf's making its we uh, it's making its debut for the first time this year. Colton, what you got? Yeah, interesting game here. Two teams that well, UCF now in the Big Twelve. Boise State was a team that. We kind of thought it was going to be one of the better ones in the group of five there. They have a very good quarterback as well in Taylor Green. This game, yeah, you said the Smurf Turf. I see Boise State. I think of Blue Mountain State with mm-hmm. the blue and orange, the Mountain Goats with Billy the Goat drinking his, you know, drinking all of his goat milk up there, staying hydrated for the team. But yeah, I mean, very similar uniform combinations there. Blue Mountain State, great fictional program, and Boise State, very good non-fiction programs so ucf john rice plumley gus malzahn excuse me for just a moment yeah, sorry <laughs> did, for that. You just bring, did you just bring up blue mountain state to compare them to boise like i could totally see that but did you did you just go there it just reminds me of it something about it the colors the name everything but yeah, UCF and Gus Malzahn, you expect them to put up points. John Rice Plumley, very, very exciting quarterback. But ultimately, on the road, I think Boise State, after that loss to Washington, gets a much-needed bounce-back W, and the Broncos are going to go on a tear and win the Mountain West. Colton, do you think Boise State practices ice rod therapy? For their players' sake, I would hope not. I sure hope not. Um, according to one of our friends who plays division one sports he says it's pretty common it's a it's a real thing so i mean you you and i can't confirm that we're just two talking heads who are just regular college students well you play paintball i do play paintball you know it's i take that more like a full-time job now than i do a class like it's all i'm obsessed with i mean you walk through my living room and it's nothing but paintball he's a he's a paintball athlete yeah i am um Anyways, you know, UCF last week looked pretty dang good. Um, John Reese Plumley, dude balled out. Um, Boise State, though, I like what I like what they got going up there so far. Um, I don't want to – I mean, I would love to choose Boise State in this game, you know, have them, uh, as you just said, like go all the way in the Mountain West this year. But, unfortunately, I, I think UCF and uh, Gus Bus will be too much for them. So, I got UCF by about – Probably two scores in this game. Wow, an zero and two start for the Broncos. I know, I know. I, it, as much as it pains me to say that, you know, Fiesta Bowl legend Boise State. I know, I know. I think it'd be a really good game. We'll see. It, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Definitely something to keep your eye on. Um. All right, now let's hop back to our hometown. Our hometown's got a throwdown this weekend. Uvich uh, here. U, yeah, Uvich is taking on Rice. I mean, that's uh. Man, it doesn't get much more seven one three Houston than that. Battle for the H, for sure. Um, I'll just take this one real quick. Uh, do you think Rice has a chance in this game? Oh, I'm picking Rice. You're picking Rice. You're gonna say Hootem? Hootem, baby. JT Daniels. I love that guy. I basically have. He's been around since I was born. It feels like I see him playing DKR every single year. And yeah, U of H, big win for them last week. Did not expect him to beat UTSA. Donovan Smith, fun quarterback to watch there. Coach Holgo is very funny. But yeah, Rice, 
Coach would be on the hot seat last year for JT Daniels. I don't think there's any more degrees he can possibly earn. So, yeah, desperation, legacy season. Give me the Owls. Hoot them. Do you have a score prediction for this game? 84 to 2, Rice. <laughs> no, I'll say 30 to 27, Owls. Like last second field goal? Oh, yeah. Okay. I like that. Well, it is at Rice Stadium. Um, is it not at NRG? Is it at NRG? Is it at Rice Stadium? I hope it's at Rice Stadium. I just assume. Is that what it's even called at Rice Stadium? I believe so. Anyways, I hope it's at Rice Stadium just for the sake of that entire program because I feel like that stadium is way too big for Rice football. Um, so hopefully they can actually fill up a few seats this week if it is there. If not, right. it's a Rice. Is it? Yep, it's on NFL Network too. What? Yeah, I, I don't wow. get it, but that that makes complete and total sense. Um, anyways, I mean, I don't really have much to say about this. Uh, we saw what Rice did last week against Texas. Um, obviously, U of H is nowhere near as good as Texas, but I still think U of H will actually handle business in this battle of the seven one three. You're so lame. I know I am lame, but at the same time, I'm also really hoping that U of H kind of, no pun intended, to ruffle some feathers of the Rice Owls here and breaks out those like oiler theme uniforms again for this game. If, if there's any game on the schedule where they should wear them, it has to be this one, right? Well, if they wear those, then I'll switch my pick, but they're not. It's uh-huh. Owls. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's uh, move on here. So next game, we got uh, Wisconsin at Washington State. Colton, what do you think about this one? I'm excited for this one. I have Wisconsin going to the Big Ten Championship, but I don't know, year one, Luke Fickle. I'm going to roll with the Cougars at home. I love their quarterback, Cameron Ward. I think he's getting more comfortable year two in the Pac-12. So, yeah, I think it'll be a fun night for the boys up in Pullman. Give me the Cougs. All right. Um, I'm just going to make my pick on this directly based off of one of my favorite people to like in the world to keep up with um i'm a roll wisconsin mainly just because i'm a big big cat fan from barstool big cat big cat love on the show love big cat he's the man um as we all know he is a fight in wisconsin excuse me my brain just blanked on me he's a fighting he's a fighting badger yes thank you colton um (laughs) sorry that was really embarrassing anyways uh as we all know big cat it's a big old fighting badger um and, you know, he's a big bet the over guy. So, you know, I got Wisconsin. I'm taking the over in this game. And, you know, let's let's roll on some dubs. Life's too short to bet the under. But Big Cat will be in Tuscaloosa this weekend. So, who knows? Maybe a surprise appearance. Of course. Hashtag thank you, Big Cat. Thank you, Big Cat. And also, um, Big Cat was right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a few more games here to go over. Um, let's start with this one. We got Arizona at Mississippi State. Colton? Arizona, Mississippi State, a late-night game. Or no, sorry, it's not late-night. 6.30 in Stark Vegas. Mississippi State, here's a nine-point favorite. I have some family ties to Arizona. Bear down. I like Jane Delora. He's a very good quarterback. Fun guy to watch. Jed Fish, I think, has things going there. And 
Yeah, I think Zach Arnett could do good things in Mississippi State, but on the road, I think the Cats get it done. A big SEC win for wow. Dead Fish. Okay. Um, you know, it's Mississippi State. They're coming off. This is their first season without Mike Leach and, you know, a couple seasons whatnot. I feel like they're going to come out, play some really inspiring football and, you know, take care of business, win for the Pirate and uh, CJK5H. That indeed. All right. Uh, moving on. I'll, I'll actually start with this one real quick. Um, Stanford at USC. I, you know, if you would have told me about this game maybe five or six years ago, this this would have been a lot more exciting than what it is now. Um, especially with Stanford going to uh, L.A. for this one. Um, I, I don't really think there's any more of a clear-cut winner in my mind. Um, however, though, I do think if – this is kind of a random question, Colton. Um, this, this just kind of popped in my head. Didn't Steve Jobs, like that Steve Jobs of Apple, didn't he go to Stanford? I would hope. <laughs> I mean, he was working around there. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, Palo Alto, San Francisco, it's like all the same place. Um, anyways, that was really off topic. I apologize. But, un, you know, unfortunately, I, I don't think Steve Jobs' Cardinal are going to get it done. Um, USC, Caleb Williams by an absolute landslide. Yeah, I'm with you here. The Trojans are a 29-point favorite. Don't know if they'll cover that, but I think they win pretty comfortably. I could actually see something like 42-14. to 14. First year for Stanford head coach Troy Taylor, so there'll be some growing pains there. It very much so tailed off at the end of the David Shaw era. So, yeah, give me the Trojans as well. Caleb Williams will make some insane play that will be all over social media. Indeed he will just, I mean, he's already done it back to back weeks. I mean, what's the third play, you know, for the third week. Yeah. All right. Chugging right along. We got Oklahoma state at Arizona state. This is act. This is going to be pretty fun. I feel like I think so too. The late night game in Tempe. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Just, I just hope that the, um, this game doesn't get a uh, postponed due to another dust storm. Or sandstorm. Yeah, that was crazy. That game ended at three or four in the morning. Yeah, but it was still kind of fun to watch, though. Yeah, this is a fun game for ASU first-year head coach Kenny Dillingham here and true freshman Jaden Rashada, who looks pretty solid for his first start. Both these teams kind of struggled. Oklahoma State did not look too hot against Central Arkansas. Ultimately, they have the more experienced coach and quarterback with Alan Bowman. So I'm going to roll with the Cowboys in a fairly close and exciting one on the road. I completely agree with that. Um, you know, Jaden Rashada, I, I feel like that dude has a really bright future. I mean, we saw uh, just a handful of those throws that he gave us um, in last week's game before, as we all know, the Dust Devils decided to postpone the game anyways um the dude looks really good in that small sample size that we saw however you know it's just his second career start ever in college um as you were saying oklahoma state here they have experience on their side um i feel like the only thing that will keep arizona state in this game is that it is not in stillwater it is in tempe but at the end of the day yeah i feel like oklahoma state oklahoma state's got this one pretty much covered i don't know Jaden rashada from what i saw Calva's throws, he seems like a guy that's probably deserving of a lucrative NIL deal. Some people in Gainesville might disagree, but I totally agree with it. Yeah, yeah. I love Rashada. 
I feel bad exactly. for him. They screwed him out of a ton of money. So they did, but at the end of the day, he had to, you know, carve his own path. Yeah, it is what it is. All right, finally, we're gonna wrap up with this uh, this last game. Uh, it's Auburn at Cal. This this is a it's a pretty interesting matchup. What do you got here, Colson? Yeah, Auburn at Cal. Hugh Freeze is back. I don't know if you saw him on Twitter. Some girl, a woman, replied to him or asked him on Twitter, are you taking LSU or Florida State? And he replied, it's always War Eagle. So I did see that. So yeah. Hugh Freeze is back in the coaching world, SEC, on Twitter, everything. Cal and Justin Wilcox feels like he's just been kind of hanging on there for a while. He has some great years, some also great years. On the road here, I'm going to roll with Peyton Thorne, Hugh Freeze, and the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, I'm taking Auburn, no question. Even though the game is in Berkeley, um, it's Hugh Freeze. Honestly, there's going to be no one there. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, though, it's Hugh Freeze. I mean, either you love him or you hate him. And, you know, I I guess I'm not too sure how I feel about him. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter because the dude – the dude can coach football for the most part. Um, he can also act. He can. He can. Or, well, actually, no. He was supposed to be in the blind side, but they made him look like an idiot. They did. Um, but anyways, we all remember just how good those Ole Miss teams were however many years ago. I mean, well, to be fair, though, they featured you know Bo Wallace, and I feel like that dude was in college for like 30 years. Um, but anyways. It was so fun. That was fun. Anyways, uh, sticking with our last game here, I, I'm not betting against Hugh Freeze, especially not this early. Maybe once we get to conference play, I can definitely see that a lot more. Uh, I can see that happening a lot easier, but it's still week two. It's Cal. Um, yeah, give me the Auburn Tigers, maybe War Eagle. Yeah, I think we're on the same page here, and I think that just about wraps up week two. So should be a very exciting week two. A lot of fun games. You have – the big games, obviously, with Texas, Alabama, and Miami, even SMU, Oklahoma, to maybe a lesser extent there. But there's a lot of games between unranked teams that could be a lot of fun. So if you're flipping around your TV at 11 o'clock at night, you should have some good football to watch. But, For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we have just concluded uh, the majority of games. Um, all the ones that we have down, we wanted to cover. So we are just going to jump right into our second and final segment of the show. We are back with another edition of Life Advice, and we have a pretty good one here on our hands tonight. Um, Colton, whenever you are ready, take it away and let, us, let, let them know what the question is. Yeah, first of all, just want to say we're going to keep doing Life Advice and our drafts. I want to shout out Darby in louisiana he really enjoyed the plan draft and gave some feedback gave us some very interesting points we'll have to take into account in future drafts so like we've been saying if you guys have any ideas for future drafts or any thoughts on ours please let us know we will draft literally anything you guys would be surprised at the types of things that will and i have discussed drafting so but regardless, it's pretty bad we, we need help yeah it's, it's pretty sad we may or may not be struggling for content now we're joking but just a little bit but so yeah back with life advice great submission here so here we go i think i'll just start it this is a long one so it's pretty hefty so pay attention yep so uh this is from an unnamed female she says 
My boyfriend and I were dating for a year, but I broke up with him a couple weeks ago because he got drunk and said some stupid things. We've still talked every day since it happened, and he's super apologetic and is trying to win me back. He invited me to go to a football game with him in Oklahoma this weekend, but we still aren't back together. I want to go to the game because I think it'll be fun, but my feelings are still really hurt, and I think it'll be weird. Because we're not dating, what should I do? Man, that is without without a doubt, probably the best life advice admission we've had to this point. Yeah. So uh, whoever submitted that shout out to you, we really appreciate it. Um, Sorry it happened to you, but yeah, no, for real. I, 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 I kind of feel bad and I haven't done anything. Um, you know what, Colton, since you, uh, since you uh, were the one who received the submission, um, do you want to start us off with this one? Yeah. Look, this is a tough situation because I mean, if you've just broken up, you dated for a year, you're still going to obviously have some some sort of strong feelings towards him, really no matter what he did, even though it's pretty bad from what it sounds like. But I don't know. I, I understand I wanted to go to the game. It'll be fun. I just think it's a little too soon, in my opinion. And I don't know. I think you just don't want to get into a situation where – maybe you're giving off kind of the wrong impression, the wrong vibes. And I don't know. I think that, I think you just have to be very careful considering it just happened, but I know like if you have these plans set in stone, maybe you still go. I just, I don't know. It it seems like a bad idea if you're not fully back together. And I don't know if, if your feelings are still hurt, it seems like you still may need a little bit of time. So I think, Honestly, just taking a break, not speaking to him for a little bit, seeing how you feel could maybe do the trick. But yeah, I don't know. I understand wanting to go to the game. It'll probably be a lot of fun. And but I don't know. It it seems it seems too soon. If it was only a couple weeks ago. And if you're traveling together, that's a lot of time one on one. So I don't know. I think I I personally wouldn't go or at least make it very, very clear either way what your thoughts feelings and intentions are but great submission i hope it works out for you i will be completely honest i just felt like i was watching dr phil for like five minutes yeah i mean look that's what we're here for right exactly we're not we're not just football talking heads you know we're here for life we're here for everything um okay i I agree with what you just said this is a pretty sticky situation i'd say um you know uh you said you dated for a year whatnot so obviously this wasn't just like you know one month and we're done whatnot like they're they're definitely over time you clearly built excuse me um you built a good relationship you built a good connection like that so clearly those feelings are still going to be there um so that just makes everything like 10 times as tough um as for the game, you know, that that um that's just like a gut feeling kind of thing, I feel like, you know. Um, you know, I know that part of you still really wants to go and part of you is like, I have no idea what I want to do. Um I'll say this, if you do end up going to the game, that uh that takes a lot of confidence and I would completely admire that confidence. I think that is uh that would be extremely impressive if you uh, would be able to hold it together while still going to the game. Um, but anyways, if you don't go to the game, I mean, that totally makes sense just as well. 
Um, but ultimately though, I, I really don't know what else to say. I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sorry that this happened to you. Um, but the best advice I would give you is just, uh, just, uh, listen to your gut. It won't lie to you. And, um, yeah, just, I guess just go from there. I'm I'm sorry that it happened. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry. It's a terrible situation. Yeah. I'm with you there. Go with your gut. If I using my brain, I probably wouldn't go, but it's your life. I'm not going to say that you're right or wrong. It's at the end of the day, though. We only we only have a certain amount of football games that we are guaranteed left in life. So you may not want to miss a game like that. Yeah, the, but that's also just my opinion. There's only twelve regular season games, so I can also mm-hmm. understand if you're listening to the show, only, you're probably a big fan. So I mean, there are only forty eight quarters a season, Colton. We've already spent four of them. That's actually pretty brutal. I haven't thought about it in terms of quarters. I know that that just that just makes it sound ten times yeah, worse. I know that's a way to lie. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But um, yeah, tough situation there. I think we gave you our thoughts as best as we can. But it's our only submission for tonight. But I I think that was a fantastic submission, and I hope that we helped you out. I I do as well. Um, whoever submitted that, if you have any. Any more questions about this? I'm sure Colton and I would be happy to assist you anymore. Um, yeah, also follow up with us. We'd love to hear what happens. For sure. That would be awesome. Now we're pretty um, For sure. I mean, I, I feel like I'm already kind of invested in this and committed into it. I, I, I kind of got to see it all the way through now, you know? All right. Well, that will just about do it for us on another episode of Trouble with the Snap. Uh, before Colton, before we officially sign off, you have uh, anything else you want to say? Wish me the best of luck in Tuscaloosa. I'm pretty smart. I'm not going to get in trouble, but you know, okay. it'll be a pretty exciting game. Good atmosphere. Well, yeah, I hope that you have your fun in Miami. Indeed. Thank you. Miami is awesome. For sure. Um, well, Colton, best of luck in Tuscaloosa. Um, I hope you don't get jumped by um, – oh, what's his name? Oh, I hope you don't get jumped by Eli because I know he doesn't listen to this conversation. If you know, you know. Yeah, I don't know if uh, – I don't know if me and him are going to get along. Okay. Well, if you do, you'll figure something out. But anyways – I'm um, willing to, to, you know, to be cool with the guy. That's fair. I respect that. I respect that. Um, But anyways, that will just about do it for this episode of Trouble with the Snap. Um, Thank you so very much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you have any more suggestions, comments, ideas, etc. about what we should talk about next time or any more suggestions for the show, please let us know. You can email us at troublewiththesnap at gmail.com. Or you can just, as always, reach out to us on social media, most notably our Instagram uh, you can tag us in a post, comment, or you can tag us in a post. You can comment something on our post. You can shoot us all DMs, etc. So if you have anything at all, anything content related whatsoever, uh, please let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. Yep. Thank you all for all the support too. It's been so much fun. We really appreciate for, anyone who who listens and supports, comments, likes anything. For sure, no question. Um, all right. Well, that'll just about do it. Thank you once again very much, everyone. And we will talk to you very soon in the next episode. Thank you all.